Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right. What's up, Internet, LinkedIn, YouTube? We are live for another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I have a special guest today coming in from California. This is Marta. Marta, thanks so much for joining us. Can't wait to hear your story. Thank you for having me here. Nice to meet you. Yes. So we got to speak a little bit before the show here. Uh, You're coming in from L.A.? Yeah, I'm currently based in L.A. Our uh, law firm is in L.A. as well. Excellent. Well, let's get started. Uh, Everyone that's tuning in, of course, if you're live tuning in, please ask questions along the way. We will get to those questions. Marta will do her best to answer those. And uh, we'll, we'll get to them as you ask. Uh, so please ask questions as you can. So, Mara, let's hear your story. How did you get, you know, for one, came coming to the U.S. and how you went from doing that to having your own firm? Sure. So I am an immigration lawyer. I help people, individuals, and companies deal with their uh, questions in immigration law. And I myself is an immigrant as well. Uh, I came to the U.S. as a student initially. I came to the U.S. to study law. And then after graduation, the first job I got was from also a full-service immigration firm. Uh, that, that was very good experience, and I really enjoyed the work there. And uh, over the time, I somehow just uh, built more connections, and eventually I decided to lend my own practice. And when it started, it was me and one other person that was back in 2015. And then it took off and then actually grew pretty well. It's something I wouldn't have imagined back in 2015. Uh, So right now we have uh, six lawyers and also I think nine staff, very amazing team. And it's, it's really nice to working with uh, these amazing team members and to help the others uh, with their questions in immigration law. I really love talking about immigration law, anything, uh, you know, in immigration, I would really to discuss with any of you. Excellent. Really cool story. And yeah, anyone's got any questions? I'm sure she's got lots that she can give you there. So, you know, immigrating yourself, going into this and then working for the firm and then starting your own firm which is a huge jump. It's a big, you know, a big commitment to do. And uh, it looks like you've experienced some really good growth as well. So uh, I was able to check out your website. Also, everyone check out the website. Uh, It's down here at the bottom of the screen. I'll put the link in the comments as well. But check out our firm. Nice website. Uh, I saw, you know, the staff and and the attorneys and, uh, you know, the staff members that you have there. So it looks like you guys are doing a really good thing. Uh, What year, I mean, how many years, I guess, have you been in, in the U.S.? almost a decade now so oh, wow. yeah excellent so you, you did school here school and here. then you went right into working uh, mm-hmm. with that firm that's right how many years were you with the uh, with the other immigration firm before you went off on your own yeah I uh, I worked at actually two other firms so before I started my own and I uh, worked there for I think altogether about three years so you didn't waste much time. You said, I want to go do this for myself. 
<laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's like I, I, I to be honest, I wasn't like a very kind of like entrepreneur type person uh, when I was working there. Uh, it's just and and th those two are both really good firms. You know, I, I feel like I learned really a lot, not just about lawyering, but also business wise. I, I feel like I learned a lot from the two other firms. But uh, when I was working at two other firms, you know, I do notice like different partners, they would have different style and different preference. And over those years, I uh, discovered that I also have certain ways I want to do certain things myself. And how about I, I just try it and put that in uh, reality myself and just see how that turns out. Yep, that's that's entrepreneurship right there. You say, you know what, I can do this myself and I don't want to do it my way. <laughs> so, and it's worked out well. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Uh, so actually within immigration law, there, there are also very different subcategories. Uh, I know in the uh, media, people probably heard a lot about things happening uh, at the border, right? Or within those detention centers, those are really uh, headline kind of cases, but also okay. within immigration law. There are all types of people, you know, struggling uh, with their status. Like, for example, I do notice a lot of like international students, just like myself. Uh, they, they were having a really hard time in the past four years, but people are really aware of that. Uh, but but they, they really need someone who understands uh, their situation. And also some of the startup companies, small companies, media-sized companies, they are also having a hard time in hiring. And whenever they uh, find the right person and this person happens to be a foreign national, they would like to do everything they can to keep that talent. But a lot of times they find, wow, I, I, I wasn't aware it is so hard to keep a foreign national working for me. So those are the things people might not hear much from the, like, you know, the major media, but uh, it's a lot of struggle for people who are facing those kind of issues in daily life and those where we can fit and I would like to specialize in. So that's how I built and why I built it, the current firm. Like we mostly handle these employment kind of basic cases uh, for like small mm -hmm. firms, medium sized firms and these young professionals coming to the US. Well, I can, I have some experience with that and had, you know, that, that challenge in the past. So I had an employee that started as an intern with me uh, in the U.S. and she was a web, you know, website designer developer, and she was amazing. And hopefully, she's tuned in right now. But she was on a student visa, and she started as an intern with me. Then I hired her full time and everything. But then her student visa ran out, and she was from Malaysia, and she basically had to to go back and you know trying to say trying to figure out a way that I could get her to get back and, and be full time in one way or another and it was just expensive and challenging and, and didn't really have any kind of, I, I worked through some of the process, but there was no really, I guess, definitive outcome of what would happen regardless of what we did and paid a bunch of money and still wouldn't even know. And it was just kind of a challenging time and I was very small at the time. And so it was a large expense to try to take on, you know, so we ended up not being able to get her back or, or keep her on full time. So I've, I've had that exact experience before wow. with someone that I wanted to keep here and, and stay on with our team and was, wasn't able to do it. They didn't right. even know what to do. Yeah. A lot of those issues, people 
only become aware when they personally go through it and then realize, wow, this is really difficult for the foreign national. Even the person has the right skills and the person has good like educational background, it's still very hard. Yes. And her father was here, you know, who I got to meet and know. Her mother was still back in uh, Malaysia. So she had a, I don't know if her father had gotten a U.S. citizenship or not, or was on the, in the process, but so yeah, it's pretty challenging to do. And you would think it would be easier than that with someone that was, went to college here exactly. in the U.S. as well and graduated, went into the workforce, did everything right and uh, still just not able to stay. So I can relate a hundred percent. So I need to reach out to her and try to figure out how to reconnect with her and and see where she's at these days. It's been a few years, but so that led, you know, one of my questions was kind of like, you know, what are the challenges your, your clients face? And you kind of covered that a little bit. What are some of the mistakes maybe that are made that make it harder for you to do what you do? I would say, or are there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, there, there's tons of mistakes. I would say mostly are business related. Because when I went to law school uh, or decided to study law, uh, it's more about, you know, all these analytical skills that I was focusing on. And it like it didn't really pay that much attention to all these business side of the operation. But when I decided to start the current firm, actually, a lot of the business decisions, they kind of require different type of skill set uh, from that's required of become a good lawyer. So I um, including, you know, when it comes to hiring, like how to find the right person for for particular like type of position. And uh, it kind of like you have to wear a lot of hats. You're not just a lawyer. You're also an HR marketing director and uh, tons of things. So I, I guess I guess the, the initially, especially the expectation was not right. That's the biggest mistake. Uh, you can't expect, you know, uh, someone who doesn't know the law to do you know everything right from the start. That, that requires a lot of training, a good system. So that's something I had to kind of build uh, as I as I go, and I'm glad it, it works out okay for now. But there were definitely a lot of mistakes made along the way. <laughs> so, but you know, it's really interesting because I, when I was reading another immigration uh, lawyer's like file, and she is currently a very successful lawyer, like a very successful immigration lawyer who I look up to, and she also mentioned like. At the very beginning, she was really too demanding to some of the staff, and that was not right. So uh, that, that, that's something I definitely learned from my personal experience, and I think that's a big lesson for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, that's just part of entrepreneurship, and that's all part of the journey. So you're going to mess up all the time, and it's just how fast you react and, and readjust and, and figure things out. So, But yeah, as entrepreneurs, too, I think you want – to hire that person and say, okay, do this. And, you know, expect that they're going to know what you know or be able to do it like you do it. And, you know, sometimes that's the case. But uh, other times you got to make sure you have a platform to bring them up to speed and onboard them. And I'm actually onboarding uh, two uh, people to my sales team, which I've been working with every day this week. And, you know, I just feel unprepared, even though, you know, I think I've got everything covered. But it's just I want to make sure they have the best chance they can and get up to speed and onboarded and you know, it takes time to get those things in place. Yeah, that's that's something I really come to realize in the most recent years. Because initially, 
And I, I think it's understandable when you hire someone, initially you hire the person to uh, like help you with something, right? And I, I feel like I was kind of too focused on that thing I want to accomplish and kind of overlook that, hey, this is a person, this person might have his or her own goals and like, you know, things he or she wants to achieve. So initially it may be too focused on my vision, what I want to achieve. But as the team events, I come to realize, you know, when you have more people on the team, you know, you know, getting the results for client, of course, that's top priority, but how to get others needs met, including our own team members needs met, right? That that's also something very important. So that's where we are putting a lot of efforts on like to help each team member, um, like developing like professionally, including, for example, some of the paralegals, we are launching a law office study program so that they can also learn from our lawyers to, uh, to learn a lot of the subject matter in, in the laws. And even maybe if they pass certain exams, they can, when they become an, 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 a lawyer themselves. So, um, so those are the Excellent. things that we're doing. That's great. That's yeah, that's a, yeah, you, you hire them to say, hey, I need you to do this thing, but there right. needs to be, um, and you're paying them to do that. But if you want the results and them to be happy and to stay, yeah, you absolutely. Have, you have to have both goals in mind. What are you trying to accomplish? What are we trying to accomplish? How do we get there together? Exactly. And, uh, you know, align those those things. So very important. That's something we're always trying to work on as well. But that's really cool that you're doing that. And it takes time. You know, you, you don't start a company and then everything you did, perfect roadmap on the way in so and it gets better every year you're going oh there's some new thing that i need to do or implement and get better constantly getting better so i think that's that's our focus anyway but it's it's always improving and getting better not staying stagnant and and trying to improve and if you're growing that helps right if you're not growing uh then it's harder to take care of those goals your employees have and be able to uh, yeah that's right that's right that's that's a very it's not like statement like it's 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 not like something like oh okay here's the goal and then set into the stone right it's like yeah. an ever-changing thing and it, <laughs> it has a lot to do with every everybody in the team and i feel like it's always helpful to also have the input from other people including like the current law office study program that's actually brought up by one of the members and the one other lawyer is currently leading the program. So yeah, so I really love to see the current dynamic within the team. And it, a lot of times I feel like that's just as enjoyable to see the growth of the team members, just as uh, to see the like the good results on cases. Yeah, definitely. Definitely want to see the you know your team grow, get more responsibility. If they want to become a lawyer, you know, having a, a path for that is great. And, and make sure there's a fit, you know, if the position they're in, you know, that that's, if they're not, if they didn't really want to do that, or if that's not the right fit for them, you know, finding out what they want to do. And sometimes that might not be a position at your firm. You know, it might be saying, hey, this, maybe let's help you get to another place, if that makes sense. Exactly. Instead of Instead of them just working there and dealing with it every day so. <laughs> that, that that's that's 100 percent right yeah we we have some former co-workers who are still still uh, staying in touch and some of them decided to uh, go to law school like they initially joined as a paralegal but they 
found that they are very interested in law, they decided to go to law school. Uh, some others, they decided to explore some other opportunities, including some in-house positions, you know, to keep better like balance between work and life. Uh, I, I totally respect those. And I, I feel like, like uh, very glad that like, at least I hope they got some good experience from the firm. Uh, no, wh wherever they go, I hope at least the experience from the current firm is good experience in, in their life. And I would be happy about it. Yeah, you can't hold people back, and they're gonna kind of do what they need to do, and uh, and that's gonna change. That might change next year. They they might be all in on something, and then discover that you know that's that's not. They found something else that they want to pursue. So you just kind of gotta go with that, and hate losing good people for sure. But it's whatever's best for them. How different topic? How do you go about getting clients? So you have a website and all those things, and I'm sure you're well-known in the community there, but what have you done to, to gain clients, uh, whether it could be referrals or social media or advertising? Uh, what's worked well for you guys? I would say referral still is the biggest sauce of our cases because this is something quite personal. So a lot of people would rely on the uh, words of mouth and they only trust uh, people referred by someone close to them who already yeah. have a case approved so I, I would say our clients are the biggest marketing engine for for the firm. But of course, like these days, these like social media, uh, including like YouTube. So I, I do sometimes some YouTube videos. It, it could be just minutes, maybe five minutes uh, introduction to a certain topic. And nice. people would like it and would reach out. Sometimes I'm really amazed like how someone really far away, like in another state or even overseas would just reach out to us. Hey, I watched your video or read a blog article of yours. That also happens quite often. So I would say biggest is still client referral. And then those who um, watch our videos or read our articles. That's excellent. Well, yeah, kudos on that. That's And yeah, it's, it's surprising sometimes when you, you write an article or you do a video who might tune in and you're helping them with with that video and they build some trust in you. That's so right. they just they decide that hey, I don't have any other referral, so I'm going to reach out to to this firm because at least at least I feel comfortable they've they've already given me some good insight. So Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really the basis for SEO too, Google searching, you know, if your firm comes up to answer a question they they searched a video might come up, an article, and then you became a resource, and then they get exposed to your brand, and then eventually they may be becoming a customer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I feel like this happens quite often, especially among the millennials or like the Z generation, especially. I think I shouldn't be too surprised because I do that myself, right? We use Yelp. To look for the good restaurants nearby. Sometimes yeah. I also search online to to find certain vendors. So uh, so I guess okay, it's not too surprising people use the same methods to find lawyers as well. Yeah, I think the you know yeah referral in, in your type of practice makes a hundred percent sense that that would be a big part of it. I think it's um, when someone doesn't have a referral. You know, that's when they, they go to searching and trying to find out some answers and, and that's where you can be there or not, you know, and if you're invested a little bit in some digital marketing and other methods, then 
you at least have an opportunity to be in front of them to help those people out. And then, of course, having a nice website and all that stuff like you guys have. If they do have a referral, they might go still look at you, your firm, your website, get to know who you are uh, before they make that phone call. So this is a validation. This is good to have, too. So That's right. Yeah. So what is... Last question for me, really, what's the big plans uh, for you personally, I guess, and with the firm, where are you guys trying to go next five years, 10 years? Wow, man, that's, that's a really <laughs> difficult question. I want a, a, a step-by-step, month-by-month yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah, I guess if it comes to the plan, I feel like nothing taking place right now is something I planned like years ago. <laughs> so Usually uh, the case. Uh, instead of like, planning like maybe for like a very concrete plan for five years i would usually just have like a vision for what we want to achieve and focus some of the smaller maybe milestones for the next uh, months or maybe a year also uh, and see how that goes so I, i think one question that a lot of the small firms deal with is uh, do you want to tap into other practice areas or do you want to stay in the current area, right? Because as attorneys, we use our time to serve the people, right? And, and our time is limited. Everyone has only 24 hours a day. So if you extend the areas, then you would have less time in each area. So, but you might have more business opportunities. So that that's a really a, a hard judgment call. I, I have so far uh, been quite determined to uh, specialize in immigration law. I, I do feel like this is a very complex uh, area, just as a lot of practice areas. And I feel like it, it takes time to uh, digest all these like case laws or new policies. Um, so we, we decide to specialize in the areas. So over the time, we decide to develop the expertise more by focusing on certain uh, complex issues in the area. And hopefully we can establish ourselves, become a known expert in this particular area. And also uh, one other thing is to hopefully to automate a lot of our process to one is to lower the cost for the clients because, uh, you know, everything's becoming more and more expensive as you see, but we really don't want to shift this cost to the client. But at the same time, everything has to make sense business-wise. So we are, we're putting a lot of effort into automation, including the intake process and also the overall case management. So yeah, yeah. so I, I hope uh, over the time we can have a team of experts, okay, team of experts in immigration law, and we will have a, a very seamless process uh, for the clients to deal with. I love it. That's a perfect answer. So, <clears throat> and I think that's a good move that uh, you're niched, if you will, you're specialized. And uh, there's a lot of firms, most firms start to add on different practice areas, and they have a whole menu of they do everything, and it's it's really difficult to uh, look like an expert or to say you specialize. And then it's hard to do everything else too. So it's hard to market and show up as that specialist. You know, specialist. And my company, we we used to kind of work with lots of companies. We now only work with law firms, so we niche in marketing for law firms. And 
it makes things so much easier <laughs> to, and then when I hire someone, you know, they need to be an expert in legal marketing versus just for anybody. So, but it allows your team to start to become experts at what they do. And I, I think that's a good way to go. And you can always add more lawyers and get more clients, but still specialize and, and be experts in that. So, so I, kudos to that. I think that's the best the best plan for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But you know, a lot of times it's, it's hard. It's always hard to say no to clients, especially when client asks you, can you help us with this matter, right? <laughs> and they already yeah. have the trust. They just want you to take care of everything they, 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 they encounter. And uh, it's quite hard to say no to them. But I, 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 I would love to work with other managing partners at your channel. Whoever specializing in other fields, uh, we would love to refer out clients uh, to you know other experts in their practice areas. Excellent. Yes. So anyone watching now or in the future, if you're listening on the podcast or on YouTube or our, our website, uh, yeah, please connect with Marta. Please reach out to her. This is her website at the bottom. I'll put it in the comments as well. And yeah, she's she's going the right places and uh, she's. I'm sure she can have a good conversation with anyone also probably trying to start their own firm, starting to build those referral sources. So uh, reach out to her. If you want to check out other episodes like this, of course, go to raylaw.com forward slash podcast. Again, we specialize in digital marketing for law firms. Anyone listening needs any assistance with that, please reach out. Check us out at raylaw.com. Marta, we did have a comment come in from Sean Marin, who I, I know. So great stuff. Keep it up. I assume he's talking about you, not me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say both. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much. But yeah, Mara, I love your story. I, I think what you're doing is awesome. Keep it up for sure. And, you know, look forward to checking in with you in the future to see where you're at. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing your story here today. And anything else you want to share? Anyone else? Is there a better way to connect with you too? Sure. We, uh, we have our website, the, the one uh, Kevin just put on the screen. Yes. So you would see a virtual assistant popping up. If you have any question, feel free to leave it in the chat box and we will get in touch with you. And um, thank you very much, Kevin, for having me here. It's uh, a really a pleasure talking to you. And I look forward to watching a lot of other managing partner stories on your channel. Again, thank you so much. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, Marta, stay on just for a second. We'll end this, and then we'll chat for a few minutes after this. But everyone have a great day, great Friday, and tune in next time for the Managed Partners Podcast.